Welcome to Easter term. The sun is coming out, lockdown is easing, and that means season seven of Switchboard is here. I'm Izzy, and I'll be your host this term, joined by a new guest host each week as I keep you in the loop, bringing you Cambridge news and voices wherever you are. This term, at the start of each episode, we're bringing you three headlines we think you should know about. In Cambridge News, the examination style for the 2021-2022 academic year will be varied online and in person, acting as a transition year. In an attempt to continue to assess the effectiveness of both written and digital formats of exams, as well as timeframes that are more accommodating for all students, faculties and departments will be supported in whatever decision they make about what exams will look like in the upcoming year. After 11 days and at least 240 deaths, a ceasefire is agreed between Israel and the Palestinian militant Hamas. A territorial conflict that has been going on since the beginning of the 20th century, no conclusion to the question of whether a Palestinian state should be created alongside Israel has yet been determined officially. Despite some studies finding a rise in serious mental health problems as a result of social media usage, in a study conducted by the Oxford Internet Institute that followed television viewing habits and social media usage of teenagers between 1991 and 2017, has found no change in the link between the use of technology and poor mental health, suggesting that social media may not be as harmful as we think. Welcome to episode three of Switchboard. This week, we're talking all about spirituality and faith at university and what finding those communities looks like for different students across Cambridge. This week, I'm joined by Nora, who will guest host the episode as we hear from three different experiences of religion and spirituality at Cambridge and beyond and learn about how different people find connection and community amidst university life. Nora, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, thank you for letting me join you today, Izzy. So my name is Nora and I'm a first year HSPS student in Homerson. What has your kind of experience with religion or spirituality been like leading up to university? You know, I came from a very liberal household, but it was a Protestant household, like many other families in Ireland who maybe identify as Protestant or Catholic, as well as now, finally, a lot of other religions, um, because the cultural backgrounds are really starting to expand now, which is amazing to see. And I went to a strange primary school in the sense, I don't think these actually exist in any other country in the world, but it's called an Educate Together school, where it's a specific scheme that you learn about all religions instead of no religions, because in Ireland, there actually are no secular schools. All schools have to, you know, confine to at least one religious ethos so we had a multi-denominational approach and I think it was quite interesting really to go from that primary school where I was used to learning about you know Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, so many other religions and actually least so Christianity and to go from that background to being thrown into then a Protestant school where we would you know say prayers every morning where there would be carol services it was definitely unusual for me So it's been interesting seeing the difference and what that's been like. Having had those kind of experiences in school, like coming to university, what was it like going from having only been at some form of religious school and then going to a completely secular um, university? Yeah, I have to say, actually, at the beginning, it was harder than I thought it would be to adjust. You know, I'm a really strong believer in secular education. 
I think it should definitely at least be an option. You know, there it shouldn't be the case in a country with as many backgrounds now as Ireland has that 99% of schools are still Christian, the vast, vast majority being Catholic. So I definitely did find it strange to come from this environment, I suppose, where we have our prayers every day um, to do that, to going to quite a liberal third level institution was definitely quite a shift. And even just in conversations, you know, the rhetoric of the university, definitely a big difference compared to what I now see and probably didn't quite realize at the time was quite a conservative education system. I realize now just how conservative really and traditionalist my education was in comparison. That's really interesting actually that like your experience of your school kind of in hindsight has been changed after having had this experience being at a secular school now or a secular university now. Do you think your kind of relationship to to spirituality and to faith in general has changed since coming to university since it's not maybe as present in your everyday life? Yeah, I think it's definitely the case that, you know, when I was living at home, I would have attended church, you know, I would have been surrounded by my church community quite frequently, but all not too often. I would by no means go every week. So it's definitely a shift, I would say, coming to university where I haven't had that same community surrounding me. But That being said, because I think one of the important points to realise when it comes to religion, which particularly in recent years maybe hasn't been recognised as much, is the importance in separating an institution from the faith itself. Because we've seen in recent years, particularly with the Catholic Church in Ireland, you know, the power which they had over the state, the power which they had to oppress women, um, to oppress other people of marginalized identities effectively, and the importance in finding ways to separate that oppression, to separate that power from a faith itself. And the same can be said for all religions. Most religions, all that I've studied anyway, are extremely peaceful. They, they preach for looking out for other people. They preach for support. It's just often that message becomes misinterpreted. Do you think that maybe being like being at a secular university has given you that opportunity to learn more about your your own faith and what that means for you kind of in a context where you're only choosing to engage with it as much as you want to? Yeah, so it's definitely different being in a secular environment compared to the education which I was brought up with beforehand. I mean, I suppose in a strange sense, and I don't think there are many others who'd be able to say this actually, I think my university education not so much the education but the background itself is almost more similar to the ethos of my primary school in a weird way (laughs) I don't know if that makes much sense but being able to celebrate all religions and having society set up for people of all different faiths as opposed to only focusing on in my school I suppose Protestantism and other schools Catholicism but I think it's definitely a much more healthy approach to really examine all religions to look at all faiths and you know particularly at the moment and at all stages of history really there have been elements of religious conflict and as opposed to just mindlessly going through headlines on maybe the BBC, CNN, wherever else about whether it be violence in the Middle East, Europe, South America, violence between different religious organizations it can be important to stop and actually examine 
what these religions stand for because it is very easy for people to consider an extremist group to consider a violent organization and to believe that said organization stands for the religion in which it claims to represent when in reality all religions that i've studied as i said are peaceful they all have peaceful goals um, and a focus on community so i think it's definitely important for institutions to portray that message yeah definitely well on that note we have a really exciting lineup of people who we're going to hear from today First, we heard from Aista, a Christian Union rep and fresher at Maudlin College. My name is Aista and I go to Maudlin College. I'm a fresher at Maudlin and I study PBS. Cool. It's really nice to meet you. So I know Kate told me that you are a CU rep. Is that right? Yeah. So um, coming into Maudlin, I was just going through all the fresher societies. And yeah, like uh, Christian Union was um, one of the last ones I found, actually. But I just got involved into it. And so through Michaelmas and Lent, um, I was a part of their society. Um, yeah, Michaelmas, it was great. You got to meet a lot of people. It was in person, um, socially distanced, of course. Over Lent term, it was still going on over Zoom, which was great. And then um, now, this time, they wanted they needed like new reps um, so that they could kind of train into repping for next year. So um, yeah, the the previous reps chose uh, me and this other girl, Lydia, to co-rep this year. What is the like role of being a rep? Oh, <laughs> it could be so many different things. Well, at the minute, all... So at the minute, it's just been organizing like the week meetings. So we go to reps training where they introduce us to the things that we could potentially do or events we could host. Um, and then on days we all meet up and I basically just lead like a social time um, and that could vary in so many different ways so some weeks we literally chat for just an hour because we've, we've all got so much to catch up with and other weeks it's um we like read a passage from the bible and then we discuss it anybody that has questions or or like we'll go through like a prayer meeting um, we would like discuss any worries that we may be having, especially like an exam season. Um, this week, Maudlin College is having like a swap with John. So it's more of like a games, social, get to know each other, food. <laughs> All university students love food. So um, more of that. And sometimes it's like bigger events. So we're planning like a music night where during exam season where people could just come in and listen to some music in the Maudlin Chapel. Uh, there's also bigger events like rounders games and things like that that get put on and stuff like that. So yeah, it can be very different things. Um, something that I can't wait to do um, in the coming Michaelmas term is like meeting the new freshers and making sure that they feel welcome. When I first came, my first couple of weeks, I think I was having like some sort of shock of just coming to uni. And I DM'd the CU rep at like 2 a.m. in the morning being like, can you please come out for a coffee with me? And after that, everything just seemed to fall into place. So I can't wait to kind of be that person to the freshers, especially those that are like maybe struggling to settle in or just maybe don't feel like they are finding any friends or anything. I'm sure next year will be so different, um, hoping that COVID won't be a thing. Um, but I know this year the reps were such a huge help to a lot of the freshers, just like finding people to meet and stuff like that. Sounds like a really welcoming society. Do you think you'd encourage other people to join at this stage of the year? Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, like it's welcome to everybody. Like I know it's called Christian Union, but I guess it's just because we like discuss the big questions of like, is there a God and stuff like that? But it's honestly welcome to so many people. We have like 
non-Christians come in. We have like all types of anybody that wants to join. There's so many people come in like in this town that are joining. And it's really awesome because I feel like you can always make more friends or you could always find a new society, find different types of people. Like one thing I love about university is the diversity of just so many different people, so many interests. And like coming to even just a different space, like it gives you a different uh, different things to consider and everything because, um, yeah, we're, like we're people from all over the world. So it's great to just find a new space, I guess. <laughs> That's really wonderful. I think that is definitely the point of university societies in general, and then maybe also more specifically these kinds of communities. Do you think that there's anything else that the universities or the colleges could do to cater for students of faith? Do you think they're doing enough to cater for different ranges of beliefs by, you know, advertising for different, say, local masses or different organizations? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that the university are doing enough in that area? I mean, I could only speak from a Christian's perspective, and that would be, I think, like just one tunnel that you could go down but uh like I think for example most colleges have like a chaplain and stuff and they're usually involved with the CU so I feel like in that sense yes uh whereas with other faiths sure if you're like a person of that faith you would have found your own society I wouldn't say that I have seen a lot of advertisement for other faiths or something so maybe the university could be more open about what's more out there or the colleges themselves but maybe I do think uh colleges could encourage more of a diverse um range of like this is going on and stuff like that I do think the students are the ones usually advertising but it would be great if the colleges themselves or the university themselves picked out you were saying that like often people seek out the religious societies rather than kind of having them be advertised was that kind of similar to your experience like were you already kind of involved in um, exploring Christianity before you came to university or, or what was that sort of transition like yeah so um when I first came to university I was quite a new Christian so I definitely knew that coming into university I wanted some sort of society to be a part of I would say like it was advertised to me so I knew it was there maybe the extent to how much of the events they were doing wasn't advertised to me I just knew they were there I knew who the reps were uh, from like the freshers pages and stuff like that so like I I would say it was off and half in a sense of like I knew it was there but then I sought out to it like that's definitely one of the things that I've actually as a rep been trying to I guess accommodate because I know like me and my friends for example or like friends that are associated with me would know that the CU is there but the wider college I'm not sure if they do and I definitely want to know that we're there for them and all of these other societies are there for them as well if they need it because I think in university especially right now in exam season you would want a space that you could go to if you needed one like a safe space that you could just decompress so yeah from what you said, it sounds like altogether the CU has been really supportive. But I wanted to ask, do you think it's a welcoming society? Do you think it caters to Christians or other people of faith, perhaps, who maybe are questioning their religious beliefs, who might not be as sure as of yet on what faith they may be adhered to? Um, no, yeah, definitely. We we have, like, non-Christians coming or pure yes that are coming, which, to be honest, I love because it gives such a different perspective to the discussions that we have. And honestly, we're literally not looking to like convert people or anything we're just looking for them that they have a space if they want to go to and I think some of the questions that we sometimes ask are like I call them big questions because they they are they're like the big questions on, on, of life that one may have just laying in bed at 2am but it's good to know that like you could just have a space if you wanted to talk about them um but no we definitely like welcome people from other backgrounds or people who are just like exploring faith or different religions as well yeah it's just more of like a student community 
society, if that makes sense, for all types of people. And the idea of it all is just that we do dwell into the bigger questions of life and discuss them together, or even just like, or just sometimes considering things that you may not always want to consider um, and discuss them with people of different views and everything like that. So. That's really cool. And I think that's probably, I would imagine an important part is also extending that conversation to, you know, people outside of just the members of the Christian union and kind of in, no, letting people know mm-hmm. that they're, that they're welcome to be included or to kind of explore those questions. Those are things that they're thinking about as well, but maybe don't have a space yet to, to explore them. Do you mm-hmm. think your experience of university has been changed joining the Christian union? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's been, yeah, yeah short answer. So yes <laughs> long answer I think it's one of those experiences where like as soon as I came into university the whole experience of me into university I don't think people actually explain to you how daunting that can be and I know everybody has different experiences but I do think it's the first time you're away from your family for most people it's the first time you're not only having to make friends but you're having to learn so many different things especially I think in a university such as Cambridge where everything can be piled onto you straight away there's so many different things to consider and then for me I had to use and um, the wonderful thing about it as well is that there's such a range of people in CU at least from a modeling perspective there's PhD students there's third year second year so as a fresher any question that like I had about like what do I do I could go and what I also love is that it's such a like supportive space in a sense of like um, I think every second year has given me advice on how to use LinkedIn or something which is great because it's giving me like advice on life in general so me it has changed in a sense of that like the the fears that I had like were almost taken away because I had a community to go to and I think that's a big aspect at the beginning like when you're first entering university is that you're kind of just looking for a group that you could lean on um, because especially in the beginning I feel like you make friends but sometimes friendships are deep enough uh, straight away so even if you have worries you may not be able to express them straight away because they're new friends to you whereas what I found in the CU is that like first week I could come to them and literally cry if I wanted to yeah so I definitely think it's been changed and even now like going into exam season um I know it's exams but there's so much peace with the fact that you just have like this group of people that are either praying for you or they're checking up on you like if you need notes you can always ask and things like that and that's such a great experience for me so do you think from people from outside of the CU other people in your college say have you experienced any judgment or say backlash from people in terms of your faith or most people being quite welcoming understanding so there's definitely been I wouldn't say backlash but more of a like different perspectives coming into play of like maybe not seeing the same point of view so I've definitely had like really late evenings with people questioning like why I believe and sometimes that can be intimidating especially when you're like two weeks into uni and you're still trying to figure out what the laundry is um, and someone's questioning you about all these you know big questions where so yeah sometimes uh, like I've had I've definitely had difficult conversations with people that have been hard and you know it's like all people trying to like prove to me that my faith isn't real or like giving me evidence of how it's not real so there's definitely been times where I found it hard in a sense of like those conversations but I wouldn't say like that as a CU we found it hard yeah no I completely understand where you're coming from because I think often when discussing religion people sometimes struggle to 
separate, say, the faith itself from certain oppressive institutions which claim to represent yeah. certain faiths, when in reality they actually go against almost every single golden rule that that religion stands for. So No, yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, especially with Christianity, I feel like mm-hmm. one thing I love about being a rep is that Christianity, and I completely agree that there are so many parts of the history, especially the history of Christianity, that is horrible. And um, people wouldn't want to ask questions about that. Like, how could you be a part of such a thing when it has so many bad, like, establishments attached to it and I completely agree on that sense like me myself I had those questions uh but what's nice is the fact that I can break down to like I can break down to people the differences of faith and of the history because like I would I would say to people like I don't associate myself with the church or with the religion that it is but I'm myself I'm just I'm just a follower of Jesus and that's all I care about that's the only message I care about but um yeah that's another great part of it because I do think so many people have so many misconceptions of what Christianity may look like it must be so interesting also being part of a society like at a university level because you're obviously going to be encountering so many different people who are coming from so many different experiences and I wonder like what was that like kind of bringing your experience before university into a context with so many other people who are kind of maybe living different versions of of similar um, faiths. Oh, yeah, that's been extremely interesting, I would say, especially um, because I see like Christianity, there's so many different forms of it. And also it's almost in every country. So a lot of international students would come in with different different like experiences of faith. And that would be so interesting because we'd get to see their point of view. So I've been loving that. And do you think hearing from these other perspectives, people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, has that broadened your faith, do you believe? Oh, it's definitely made me see my faith in a different way. I feel like before I came to university, I was in this box of what Christianity is because I just came from one church. That's all I knew. And um, when I came to university, there's people from all types of different churches, all types of different families, and they have their own way of doing things. So that's been really cool. I keep saying this to people, but I think I've learned more about myself in these couple of months being at uni than I have in my entire life. And especially with my faith, I've learned so much about my faith being at uni than in the three years that I was a Christian beforehand. Well, anyway, we're almost at the end of our time. So do you have any kind of last thoughts to add about what, um, yeah, what your experience in general at university has been like and what, how that kind of intersects with your um, faith? All in all, I could say that like being of a certain religion or any religion or anything that you stand up for can be quite hard, especially in university where there's so many different people and sometimes social pressure can come into it, especially I feel like in today's society with social media and everything, it can be extremely hard to truly stand up for what you believe in or to be who you want to be um but I would definitely say like this is the cheesiest thing anybody could say but like you can only like you can only do good when you're you like you can only be the best version of yourself like everybody else already taken and I I mean I'm still learning that every day and like definitely some days are harder than others but I'm the fact that I made that decision to not be shy about my faith and to truly walk in my faith I think has helped me to have the unique experience that I was like meant to have like the one that I enjoy and the one that where I get to make the decisions I want to make well thank you so much for being here it was really lovely speaking to you thank you for having me then we heard from Miz who told us about his childhood in a primarily Muslim community and what that meant for his transition to university I'm Miz North first year historian at King's College you're part of the Islam society right how did you get involved with that so uh, I was raised uh, raised Muslim, and I sort of I grew up in quite a, I grew up in a Muslim majority area in East London. So when I went to Cambridge, I wanted that same sense of community. So I joined the society. And do you feel like you've 
you've been able to replicate that um, sense of community here, even though you know it's such a big university and there's so many people. In some sense, um, quite a bit, since the society does try to get, uh, bring people together, try to um, hold events relating to spirituality, relating to connecting with one's religion, um, focusing on the welfare of, of sort of student base. But I suppose with, uh, with the pandemic and everything moving online, I'd imagine it would have been a lot better if it was, everything was in person. So you said you grew up in an area where you were surrounded by a lot of people of your own faith. So how do you think that background and what you're used to in your community in London has been like in comparison to, you know, Cambridge and King's College, where there are people from a lot of different backgrounds? It's, it's been quite, quite different in some sense. Mm -hmm. Growing up in, uh, in quite a close-knit community in, in London, everyone sort of knows each other and you're quite closely bound. I think the difference with Cambridge is sort of in a collegiate system. And so in regards to people of the same faith, you're sort of split in between colleges. And so with the current sort of situation, there isn't as the same level of connection that sort of I was brought up with. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I think kind of across the board, people have had that same sort of experience of like, it's a lot harder to meet people from your course or from a society or from kind of any shared interest, whether it's related to faith or not. But has the, have, have you been able to meet other people and have some kind of go to any kind of events or anything like that? Despite uh, circumstances, in Michaelmas, we did have uh, a few events where, say, we sign up to the prayer rooms or we do some socials. So in some sense, there has been a, a, pretty, a very good attempt, both digitally and in person, to make sure that we're still connected. Well, it's really interesting what you're saying, that the students make an effort to still be connected to each other. And do you think along those same lines that the university itself and the colleges do enough? I don't think it's as satisfactory. Um, so I can only say, uh, talk in the context of Kings, and I don't really know how the colleges operate. But generally speaking, Muslim issues don't really, don't really make the agenda as much. And do you think um, with the community that you've made so far, um, you know, the community that you've made through your society within Cambridge, have you found it easy to celebrate your faith? That, that aspect has been quite hard. So say for Eid, um, growing up, we would always get a day off school uh, throughout sort of secondary, primary, sixth form. I think um, so. It was this year was sort of my first year where I spent quite a lot of my Eid doing essays because that's, sort of, that's sort of just how much work I had on the day. Yeah, that's really difficult, actually, if you're not really given kind of space to um, actually celebrate things the way that you kind of would like to be celebrating them do you think like even in maybe in a non-covid year things do you think people will be more motivated to make things happen i'd imagine that the fact that the society does put an extremely good amount of effort in throughout the pandemic to organize stuff i'd imagine when when things revert back to normal that there there'll be a lot more sort of in-person communication in-person socialization and hopefully um a reversion to a more closely knit community. How did you first um, hear about the society? I, I think I sort of knew beforehand that I wanted to join. Uh, I think uh, amongst a lot of Muslim applicants who apply to a university, I think uh, I think quite a vast majority of them sort of understand that there's a there's a Islamic society for them to join if they wish to. And do you think that Cambridge, the colleges, and also just the fellow community of Cambridge students? Have they been, in general, welcoming towards your faith and towards fellow Muslim students? Um, it's not, I feel like Muslim issues aren't really talked about 
um, at all. So it's not necessarily that um, it's not necessarily negative or positive. It's very it's very neutral. They're, we don't really, given such small numbers uh, across the colleges, there isn't isn't as isn't as salient on the agenda. How have you found within your college finding um, other Muslim students? So I, I do actually have quite a, a few Muslim friends in my friend group and in, in my college. The way I met them is through the access programs and not through sort of religious programs, since quite a lot of Muslim students tend to be from disadvantaged backgrounds. That's really interesting, actually, how there's that kind of intersection between the access groups and religious groups. Do you think that um, as a second year, you'll you'll want to be or you'll be interested in um, kind of being more actively part of the Islamic society or, or part of any kind of access initiatives to encourage more Muslim students to apply to Cambridge? Um, yep, yeah, yeah. so I'm access officer for my college and uh, I'm on the subcommittee for the Islamic Society. I wanted to ask what your take would be on what the university could do in order to improve access and to further its information or create any information available for Muslim students. Um, so I, I think it sort of comes down to um, utilizing um, sort of the uh, administrative sort of structure to make sure information is present to those students. Um, one of the other things that we've kind of talked about a bit has been how people's sort of individual relationship with their religion has changed as a result of coming to university. Um, I, I think uh, going from a place where I was around mainly Muslims to perhaps being in, in a place which has more diversity in terms of religions and ethnicities, um, it, it does make me sort of realize sort of the cultural the cultural and religious um, environment I was brought up in and the fact that I was quite shaped by um, where I grew up and and my beliefs and in some sense coming to university come to a place where there's different people uh, with different perspectives it's always been interesting to sort of listen to where people grew up listen to people, people from different backgrounds and do you think that listening to people from different backgrounds you know different spiritualities different um, religions has that enhanced your faith in any way, or has that um, changed your relationship to your own religion? Um, I think it sort of allows me to appreciate sort of the the diversity of the world in some sense. Uh, since growing up in London, as like when you grow up in London, you usually just stay in your area or stay within sort of confines of London because because everything you sort of need is there, and in some sense meeting people from all around the world, different parts of the world, different ethnicities and religions, uh, you sort of realise the diversity of thought and sort of different thinking patterns and how different um, people have different upbringings that influence them. Do you think, how has it been, how, how do you find this society for um, students who might be a bit less sure of their faith or maybe questioning their, their faith um, or perhaps like having changed their relationship with their faith since coming to university? Do you think there's uh, is the society able to kind of provide space for students who are maybe less um, sure of their place in in um, Islam in general? Um, yeah, I think uh, in some regards, obviously more could be done to perhaps help people who aren't sure of their faith to make sure that they're part of a community that allows them to, that provides them the opportunity to learn about their faith if they wish to. Since in some sense, a lot of the events that are held are sort of emphasizing reconnecting and learning about one's religion. And it's sort of, um, I think 
of course more could be done to sort of emphasize the fact that everyone's welcome to learn about the religion and that that's what the uh, point is to allow students to reconnect spiritually and help their welfare have you had any um kind of difficulties explaining or connecting with students who are not who aren't part of the society yeah i, I do think in some sense i had a predisposition to both religion and sort of religious affiliations and in some sense when i am talking to people and sort of conveying my perspective there is also there is always that part of me that uh knows that i think the way i do because of the way i'm brought up and do you think um fellow students respect your own views and respect your own faith uh, yeah i think kings is very is quite known for being quite friendly and open and progressive um so in some sense um the student base is very very open to um making sure people from sort of minorities and marginalized groups feel welcome and feel encouraged to sort of voice their opinions have a voice and um just overall be a part of a friendly community uh, i do wonder when restrictions are sort of eased and we get to meet people from the wider cambridge community uh, I do wonder if that will change or not. So do you think going forward, you're going to kind of try, maybe after the COVID restrictions are are lifted, do you feel like you're um, even more motivated to reach out and find um, the wider community outside of Kings and outside of maybe the people who you've already met? Or do you feel comfortable with the kind of with the group you've found already? Yeah, so I think it's always about um, reaching out and making sure um, you're, meet, you're meeting as many people as possible. So um, I'm personally not the type of person that sort of sets boundaries on the amount of people I, I meet and then I'm content. If I'm sort of given an opportunity to meet other people from uh, either the same background or, or different background, I'd always take it up. So when restrictions are eased, I really do look forward to uh, meeting the wider Muslim community and uh, just making sure uh, feeling, feeling part of the community and being an active member that's, that's involved. If you were saying that you're that you're thinking about um, or that you already are kind of involved in more um, like access work and access, especially for Muslim students, what kind of like what does that entail and how how are you able to reach out to um, Muslim students who might not otherwise uh, be thinking about applying to Cambridge? So I suppose one advantage is that I grew up amongst quite a lot of Muslim students. And I, I think it sort of comes down to the fact that uh, making them realize that if, if, they're, if they're capable of, of, of both applying and getting in, and that they should, they should make the attempt regardless, regardless of sort of um, any, any impediments or any sort of, any sort of concerns. And sort of making them acknowledge that quite a lot of the concerns, um, perhaps with integrating, uh, perhaps with fitting in, um, those can be overcome, and there there are efforts by societies, and hopefully in the future by uh, more students and the university overall, to make sure that these concerns can be addressed, and that and that um, they can be part of a welcoming uh, community and have an enjoyable three or four years at the university. So I just wanted to ask if you have any last kind of thoughts or reflections that you want to add about your experience um, at Cambridge and and your experience with finding. Um, a Muslim community at Cambridge? So uh, I suppose before I came here, I was quite concerned about how I'd fit in, uh, whether I'd be able to sort of integrate with people from sort of different classes, different ethnicities, um, perhaps people from far more um, affluent backgrounds. 
Um, but having almost completed my first year and on my third term, um, I'm overall happy I applied here. I'm overall grateful to be here and I'm really happy that I'm part of quite a welcoming community and hopefully that's reflected over the next two years as well. That's really like lovely experience to have had. I think that's a really nice um, outcome. Well, thank you so much for having been here. It was really interesting getting to speak to you. Finally, we chatted with Talia, co-president of the University Mindfulness Society, who shared her experience with meditation and mindfulness with us. I'm Talia. I'm in second year and I do theology. And I did the eight-week mindfulness course at Cambridge uh, in Lent term last year. And then since then, I joined the committee and I got very involved with it. And especially through lockdown, I kind of developed my practice a lot more. And now it's like integrated into my life and has helped me in many ways. And I'm now president of the committee for this term and next year. So what exactly does the Mindfulness Society in Cambridge do? So... It's quite open, but we put on events with speakers. We organise kind of social events. But obviously this year has been a bit difficult because of COVID to kind of feel that connection that you feel when you're with people meditating together or even just socialising. But we've done many different events. And I think next year we're looking to do a lot of collaboration so people can see how mindfulness can be brought in in many different ways, whether it's like through music or just walking or creativity and also like through different religions and things. So how did you first get involved with, I mean, with the society and then kind of with mindfulness in general? What was what kind of brought you to that? Yeah, that world. Yeah, I just got the email and I was like, oh, I'll sign up for that. Why not? Because I had tried meditating before and I felt like I couldn't really get into it I'd either just start laughing or be like what is this doing for me nothing I don't feel relaxed or anything so I thought why not just try it like in a learned more structured way so I kind of got a lot more into meditation after doing that and I've always just been open to it and interested in thinking deeply like my I mean I do theology so I do a lot of those like deeper questions about life like that's just what I'm interested in like by nature so that's really cool I would imagine having that to kind of fall back on is is a, is a good thing is a nice thing I think what I've learned is that it's very important to like have a toolkit and I think when you're doing fine you don't really think about developing anything or wanting to get better in any way most of the time because you're like nothing's wrong but it's when you're in a good place and developing these skills that they'll then become useful when you're not doing great and I think that's what I've learned is like creating habits creating things that you can like go fall back on when you're not feeling your best or something happens because yeah being a student or just living in the world we live in there's a lot of struggles we all face and our internal world presents a lot of struggles for us like everyone has a different thought processes and things going on so being able to face up to those is huge. Do you think you've been able to kind of find a a community around mindfulness here like has that been kind of a benefit of it as well? Yeah, like a massive part of being in the committee is the community. And I think that's something that we want to emphasise more and make more of next year when we can actually meet in person because it's nice to be able to talk about these things for people who, who it's also helped. So yeah, community is very important. 
how would you like kind of encourage somebody who's just kind of starting out in their journey to getting to mindfulness and kind of like learning about mindfulness with anything when you're starting I think it's very important to be open not letting any other people's thoughts about it or anything like that dictate how it feels for you and just like keep keep going with it and push through and know that it's quite broad so if one thing's not working for you you can try another thing do you think considering the Cambridge workloads and you know the amount of extracurriculars that other people have do you think there's more that the university or even the colleges could do to encourage the practice of mindfulness I think there's more everyone can do to reduce other people's stress like in terms of just our society and the way things are run because they're inherently very stressful I think just by having this course they're already doing a lot and I guess publicizing it that's a step forward towards it and I think Cambridge is quite good with pastoral care in many ways compared to like other experiences my friends have had at university but I think there's more that we can all do like to reduce stress which is a huge problem I think Yeah, I completely agree with the idea that we all have a responsibility to reduce the stress of others. Do you have any tips or suggestions for those of us that are more beginners in the field of mindfulness as to how we can do that for other people? The main thing I've learned is that the more you pour into yourself, the more you can help others. So I think starting with an open mind to ways in which you can work on yourself and being committed to that will take you a long way in projecting that out to other people. I know for some people, mindfulness is like, it's just kind of like meditation and just a sort of mental health practice. And for some people, it has more of a kind of spiritual or or almost like faith element to it. Um, What kind of role does it play for you in your life? And yeah, what does that look like for you? Well, I still remain open to everything. And even within mindfulness, there's so many practices involved in it. But at the very basic level, it's just awareness of the activity of your mind and body. So I think it can like be involved in everything that you do and just like you existing. I think you can involve it in your life in any way, but it's just about the way that you meet your thoughts. Yeah, I like that the way that you meet your thoughts, because I think that's a difficult thing sometimes to do to be able to kind of, yeah, hear your hear your thoughts, kind of approach them exactly as they are without judging them before you've even had a chance to kind of experience the thought you can feel things that are so scary but they're really just inside you and I think there's lots of voices going on in your head and when you learn about them and how to like come to terms with your feeling and then the thought that come with them and learning how to control that because it doesn't it doesn't like learning mindfulness doesn't mean it stops it just means that you're better at handling it. I wanted to quickly ask, I suppose this is a two-part question, but okay. number number one, how much time would you give to the practice of it each day? And also, which methods would you recommend, I suppose, for people just starting out? There's no amount of time you have to do. As I said, like, even if it's just like the way that you look at a tree like in front of you right now that I'm looking at. But you kind of get more comfortable with that being a part of your practice once you learn more beforehand. It might take a while to find what feels good for you. You can do five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of meditation. Don't even have to do meditation. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating, actually, because this one activity which you can give maybe five to 10 minutes of your day for can have such a large impact, it sounds like, on your overall outlook in life. I listened to a podcast on like micro habits the other day 
and it just says how like you don't realize how much time is spent when you do things cumulatively how that can impact just like having a post-it note on your mirror when you brush your teeth it's just like small small things can make a huge difference on your overall happiness and well-being I know you mentioned before that you've kind of had some had to deal with like some people having maybe preconceptions about what mindfulness is or what the society is like have you had have you come up against any kind of like maybe not backlash but but resistance from other people or from the university at any level that you've had to deal with I think as a whole like the topic of spirituality and mindfulness it has become quite like taboo in a way with like new age spirituality and I think I mean I think with anything you like people will read into things the way that they feel about things. So if you're open to it, then you wouldn't really be rude about it in any way. Sometimes I get a little bit of a weird look or something. I, I feel I just remember like, fine, that's the way you feel. Do you mm. think other people understand necessarily the separation between religions and different religious faiths compared to spirituality and mindfulness? I think everyone has you know different feelings about it depending on your perceptions of spirituality and the relation between spirituality and religion in your own life I think definitely with like this new age spirituality trend I think people know that there is a difference between them I think a lot of people don't know the connection between mindfulness and Hinduism and Buddhism because I didn't really know much like only because I'm studying it in my course and my learning about it I think it depends on your own practices and how they relate in your own life. I think that's really interesting also because I was, I was kind of wondering if after having maybe as a combination of your degree and, and being more involved in mindfulness, if that's kind of changed your relationship to religion and to faith, like if that's brought any kind of new elements into your life. Like, as I said before, like having an openness is really important. I think people are always wanting to establish their positions on things and have a clear cut of I'm this or I'm that. Whereas I'm quite like, I'm still learning. I'm still discovering who I am. So I can't really make a decision, a clear cut decision on where I stand on anything really. But I just, I do have things that are important to me and things I value. And a lot of those are like manifested from my spirituality, my religion, like, my the cultures that my family do or like I think as long as you're like using things positively like you don't have to really define what you are yeah that makes a lot of sense and I would imagine like your experience in general will just be a lot richer if you're able to be kind of open to different elements of different practices and and rather than limiting yourself to just to one label or to one kind of category if you're able to kind of take different elements from different perspectives yeah, completely. Because then when you're faced with something new, you don't have to be like, does this contradict what I already believe? You can instead be like, this sounds cool. Like, let me look at it mm-hmm. instead of like already seeing it through quite, a, like, I guess, a judgmental lens. And on your journey of I suppose, spiritual development and, you know, the idea of having different identities, has that ever presented any challenges for you or has it been a positive experience? all around really I think it's actually if you're doing it properly a lot harder than people think I think the reason you do it is for the positive outcomes but I think when you're really like facing up to things 
it can be hard. I think the older you are when you start, the harder it is because you've got more baggage, more, I guess, possible damaging experiences and traumas and things like that. And I think we all have experiences and we all have things that we kind of shut out because we want to move forward. But I think when you're properly interrogating yourself, you face up to those things that are harder. And like that isn't easy because it brings back those feelings that you had before. But I think it's worth it in the long run because when you are faced with things in the future, you're able to understand yourself more and deal with things better. It's not all been fun and smiley, but it has made me more fun and smiley. So yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're saying there. I think spiritual development and also to some extent religious development can probably be quite difficult for young people, especially, you know, depending on different backgrounds and different households, obviously the faith and beliefs of parents and to an extent, you know, friend groups or even the schools that you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it can, I'm sure it can be a challenge, but it's definitely worth it for the positive outcome, as you say like mindfulness particularly is mostly about your internal world so I think actually the hard part of it is that a lot of the time you are in it alone and like through doing it you kind of realize that we are all individuals and like you can't really cling to things outside of you because it makes you face what's going on inside of you and I sometimes think that that's quite scary that like you you are responsible for yourself and especially growing up like when you're younger you kind of other people are looking after you and I think especially at this age I found it weird realizing that I was growing you know now I live away from my parents and just realizing that you know you can't take your mental health for granted or have to take more responsibility for your own happiness in a way because you can't really depend on anyone or you shouldn't really be depending on anyone for it. I think there must be something kind of empowering about that though that like you can like it's a lot of responsibility to have to take care of your own mental health, but also the fact that it's within your power to take care of your own mental health and to be able to show up for yourself like that. But also part of mindfulness is learning that it's okay to feel overwhelmed and scared and things like that too, and not judging yourself for feeling that way. I have this quote that I wrote down from my um, some reading I've done, and it says that Realise that material things come and go, but the state of your mind is the most important thing you have. If anything is learned from this is go face up to things and take care of yourself because it will pay off. Everyone is going through different things at different times. So also when I said go face up to things, that doesn't mean right now, but you'll know when the time's right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being here. It's really lovely getting to speak to you. Thanks for having me. And also feel free to get in touch with any of us through the society and the committee. And also we're we're holding some like recruiting for the committee. So if you're interested in joining that, you can. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that conversation. I have to say you've definitely enlightened me a lot more on the field of mindfulness. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. That's all for episode three. University can be a rich and exciting experience filled with connection through shared interests and values, and we hope that this episode brought you a bit closer to the experiences students of faith have at Cambridge and what their communities look like to them. Thanks again to Nora for guest hosting this episode, and we'll see you next week.